Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. This podcast is available on all platforms. Wherever you get your uh, podcast from, it is available. Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Go ahead and check us out on the email. That is sportsbusiness, S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Twitterverse as well, at sportsbusiness. And that is all of the admin stuff. Before we get into sports and everything that I've been doing, I know it's been a few weeks, definitely want to send my love and thoughts and prayers out to the victims over in Buffalo, New York. Um, I didn't know that it's gotten to the point where being a person of color, you have to make, you have to think about if you can even go grocery shopping. So add that to the list of things that black people and people of colors are not able to do. Um, at this point. So um, my thoughts and prayers go out to the to the people and the family and the community of Buffalo, New York. Um, it's just a tra- tragic situation and it should have never happened. Um, so I'm thinking about them and um, hopefully, you know, the, the right justice can be done to this uh, terrorist, this domestic terrorist, since the press doesn't want to call him that. I'll call him that. This is racist domestic terrorist that uh, was able to do the heinous attacks that he did. With that being said, um, I read an interesting article uh, the other day, and it says something about Delta Airlines will be beginning, will start beginning paying their flight attendants before, during boarding. So apparently, I didn't know this, but if you're a flight attendant, you do not get paid until the doors of an airplane is closed um, up in the air. Uh, the state, the article goes on that starting on June 2nd, all flights, uh, as soon as the they, they will, uh, the flight attendants will get paid about 40, 50% of the regular wages as soon as they step on the plane. Yo, like, the fact that I ain't got I ain't got paid until that door closes is kind of mind-boggling. So, I just want y'all to email the show or hit me up. Let me know uh, when's the last time or you know somebody that sat there and quit and walked off their job in the middle of their shift. So, uh, go ahead and email me or go ahead and send me a tweet on when they, uh, when if you or uh Someone else that you know walked off in the middle of their shift just because they just said they were sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, with that being said, I know it's been a few weeks. Um, I had a lot of things going on here personally as well as professionally. So had to take a break real quick, but we are back at it like a crack at it. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some NBA playoffs, a majority of NBA playoffs. And then I'm also going to talk about the dummy of the day. And man, it is, come on, man, what are you talking about? So I actually got two of them. Got two dummy of the days. So, yo, um, the NBA playoffs are in full swing. The Suns, man, the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday, my my beautiful wife and I, we took our daughter to a birthday party. So, it's in between the Celtics and Bucks game and the beginning of the Mavs and Suns game. So, luckily, at this jumping jungle gym or indoor bounce house that this party was being held at, the Mavs and the Suns game seven was coming on. So, I was like, okay, well, I'm about to watch the game. Like, you know, the kids are having a good time. I'm going to go watch the game. Sit down, start watching the game. The Suns, after the first quarter, the Suns are down by 10. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, it's still early. Um, I think the Suns can kind of make this into a game. So we go home 
and I end up getting into a couple of conversations around the house because we have people over. And by the time I'm able to sit down in my chair and turn the game back on, it is legitimately the start of the fourth quarter and the Suns are down by 42 points. I felt like I had just entered the matrix. I didn't know what the hell was going on, how the hell this, is ha this happened. And then I come to find out that Luka Doncic had the same amount of points that the Phoenix Suns did at halftime, which was 27 points. So I, I'm literally just sitting there for about five minutes, just dumbfounded on how did this happen? Um, so I, I watched, proceed to watch the majority of um, as much as I can, but this is at this point, it's just bad. So the game ends, they they lose, and you know the slander is where was D book, where was CP3? I'm gonna tell y'all right now, man, old Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. You know, I don't know how you can be a point god, but then become a point fraud in the playoffs. Um, he did not play good, and he hasn't really played good since that game in the first round where he went 14 for 14 against New Orleans Pelicans. Did I see this happen? Did I? Am I surprised that the Dallas Mavericks won? No, not really. Am I surprised that they won by over 30 some points? That's the part that I'm just like, how did this happen? And I get Luka Doncic is a beast. Um, but at the same token, the Phoenix Suns won a franchise record of, I believe, 64 games. The next best team, I think they were ahead of them by six or seven games. So the, the margin of how good they were compared to everyone else this season was just it was by a boat. It wasn't even close. Um, so I'm looking at this and there was just so many different takeaways. Uh, I saw DeAndre Ayton only played 17 minutes. And then at the end of the game, I believe one of the reporters asked coach Monty Williams, mind you, two-time coach of the year, which I don't think he should have won this year. I, I would have gave it to uh, my man over there in Memphis or even the guy in Minnesota. They asked him, you know, why did DeAndre Ayton only play 17 minutes? And he said that was an internal issue. Okay, that's a red flag. And then all of a sudden, there are now rumors that Chris Paul was dealing with a quad, in quad injury. Another red flag. And we all know uh, uh, Devin Booker was dealing with a hamstring injury. Another red flag. So there's all these different red flags where it's kind of like, mm, I don't think this team was destined to win. I don't know if DeAndre Ayton sitting out the last 15 or only playing 17 minutes uh, had something to do with his contract situation. But that doesn't look good. Now, when we're moving on to Mr. Christopher Paul, dog, I've been saying this since probably he got to the Rockets. Um, yeah, when he got to the Rockets. So uh, there's this whole notion that he is one of the greatest point guards of all time. There's a caveat to that. To be considered a great, you got to at least make some type of inklings to the NBA, you know, to, to championship aspirations. And I get it. Last year, he went to the finals. But he's also the most, he's the player who's given up the most 2-0 leads in the playoffs ever. And I've, I've kind of came to the conclusion that, like, dog, you're just a good regular season uh, point guard. You, you seem to wear down as much as you can. And I got to looking at his teams um, throughout his career. I don't see an actual team that actually had a legitimate chance outside of maybe the 2017 Rockets um, that he was actually able to possibly make it to the finals. And even then, he was with and you know he was with James Harden at that point in 2017. James Harden was going sicko mode all over the league and was probably a finalist for the MVP. If not, he didn't win the MVP in 2017. I gotta look that up. So I started looking. 
2014 was actually the only time Chris Paul, that was the last time Chris Paul has played all 82 games. You take 2015 all the way to the year 2021, which is including the season, he's averaged right around 65 to 68 games that he plays, which, he, which leads to tell me that he is not durable. That's not including all the injuries he's had during the playoffs as well. I think last year he was even out during COVID, um, if I'm not mistaken. So the simple fact that this dude is unreliable during the playoffs, and if you look at his teams, like, it, give me an example of when the Clippers were a championship aspiration. Like, when did the when did the Clippers have a legitimate time to win the champion uh, to to go all the way to the finals? You know, he got there in 2011. 2011, I believe, is right around the the Lakers. The Lakers heyday, right, right at the end of that, you had a Thunder that was balling out of control. Uh, so you had anywhere between 20, you know, 2013, 2013, 2014. That was still really the Miami Heat. The Spurs were still running the running the show around then. And then right around that 2015, that's when the Warriors came. So you can't tell me during Chris Paul's career, yes, he elevates teams and makes them a better better team regular season but you can't tell me you can't put a finger on one of those teams and be like that team had a legitimate chance of going to the championship based off the backs of what chris paul has been able to do maybe the 2017 rockets but he ends up getting hurt those last two games where his hamstring hurt uh, blows out and you know and to the to the to the warriors defense that year andre iguodala was hurt so once when andre iguodala came back it was kind of done so so i'm looking at chris paul and this isn't me knocking him but i can't put chris paul in my top five point guards of all time. Like there's always been this kind of comparison between him and Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas got championship rings. Um, you know, if you want to put John Stockton in there, uh, John Stockton has is the all time leader in assists. Like, I think that's a record that I don't think anyone's really going to touch, but John Stockton's up there. You got, if you want to put Steph Curry as a point guard, then yeah, you could put Steph Curry in there as a point guard. Um, so you got three people right there that I'm putting in front of, and that's not including Magic Johnson. So, you know, he started, as far as the greatness goes, he's, he's you know, he starts dropping down. And I can't put him in a top five when he hasn't even scratched the surface of even getting, you know, you, you phase out in the playoffs. I mean, he didn't look like himself and he hasn't been himself. And it seems like he's just not a durable guy when it comes down to playing these, you know, if you play 82 games. You know, you're playing a basically an additional at a minimum if you were able to go fo 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 16 games, but you're going to probably play 25, another 25 to 27 games. That's almost like 100 games that you're playing. So I don't think he just tends to break down throughout the year. He's 37 years old. Allegedly, he plans on running it back next year. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think um, I, I, I don't think. The Sun, I think the Sun's window, championship window, may have closed. I think it was legitimately a two-year window. Um, I think that the Mavs are going to be really, really good next year. I think, depending on what Zion Williamson does with the Pelicans, I think that's going to be a great, um, great team. You also got the Warriors; they're going to be back. You also got the Grizzle, the Grizzlies; they're going to be balling next year. So there's about three, about four or five teams. Denver should be good with everyone being healthy next year. You got about four or five, six teams that's going to be ballers over Phoenix. I just don't think Phoenix's window. I think Phoenix's window may be starting to close. It all depends on what DeAndre Ayton plans on doing. And, you know, they got to figure out how they're going to. I'm going to tell you another guy who needs to go. Jamison Crowder, like Mr. I'm a tough guy throughout the whole entire season. And then during the playoffs, I never show up. He's been doing this since 
I think Cleveland, ball, like everywhere he's gone, he's always been this tough dude, but can't do Jack Diddley Poo during the playoffs. So Jamison Crowder, you need to go. You don't bring no value to the team. Um, and it, it, that, that, that's just a guy who's just all talk, all talk, no action. So um, the Suns, I, I, it's just another meltdown. I mean, they have they played their worst game at the worst time. Switching gears, speaking of the worst game at the worst time, the Bucks, the Bucks against the Celtics. My God, what a heavyweight championship seven game series that was! Like that was bananas. Um, but at the end of the day, the Celtics, barring you know Marcus Smart making some boneheaded moves in the last game or last seconds, I believe that was either Game Five or Game Six, um, they could have wrapped that up in six games. So the fact that this went to seven games is is a credit to the Bucks because they just never gave up. They gave max effort at every single time. Giannis Freaky Greeky, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's probably the last, uh, or he's the, probably the only player right now in, well, maybe Luka, Luka Doncic. Him and him and Luka, you can literally say, all right, guys, y'all about to get on this back, on my back, and I'm going to take y'all to the promised land. And people are kind of giving Giannis slack. They kept, he catching hell right now talking about, He's only been to the no further than the second round outside of last year's finals run. He's only been, he's lost, I think, out of the last five years, lost twice in the first round, twice in the second round, and then he got the finals uh, finals appearance last year and then ended up winning the finals, which probably put on one of the greatest final closeout games ever that people be, don't want to get that man no roses. Take it easy on Giannis. He had a bad game, and his bad game, if you're telling me Giannis Antetokounmpo's bad game was 20 points or 25 points and 20 rebounds, I'm going to take that all day. They play without Chris Middleton, who's probably their best ISO scorer, um, who can hit around the perimeter. And they played a Boston team that is probably the best and deepest team in that's the remaining out of the remaining Final Four right now. They got cat, cats like Grant Williams. I mean, Robert Williams, boy, Robert Williams is a dog. Daniel Thies, who should have never left from the get-go, they got him back. Al Horford, dog. Yo, I, I, when when the Celtics picked up Al Horford this year, I was like, yo, they should have never let him go. But I was thinking more of like he's a locker room guy. He's going to be able to just um, be more of a leadership role. My man been out here balling like he's back on the Atlanta Hawks. Like that's the Al Horford that they're playing with, which is great to supplement with Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, as well as Jalen Brown. Then you got a Pritchard guy who can, who can knock down shots coming off the bench. And then you also got... Um, Grant Williams, who all of a sudden was out here banging threes left and right. So, so I mean, as far as the Bucks go, I think they the injury bug caught up to them. They played a long, long season last year, and then it came rolled into this season, and they just got hit with the injury bug. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I think Giannis is, you know, Freaky Greeky's working on a portfolio. It sucks that he wasn't able to go to the finals again this year and probably get, you know, two chip championship rings, but he's still young. He's only like 26, 27 years old. Um, so... He's going to be fine. I think the Bucks will be back next year. But if you're telling me between the Heat and the Celtics, I, I, I've been talking to people all around my social circle. I've been talking to people who are very, very close with the NBA. I have not been able to put my finger on the Miami Heat. I don't know what to make of that team outside of the fact that they have a whole bunch of dogs on that team. Jimmy Butler, dog. Bam Adebayo, dog. Uh, P.J. Tucker, dog. Kyle Lowry, who's been hurt, who should be ready to go tomorrow, is another dog. Like They got a whole bunch of just filthy animals that's ready to just scrap with anybody. I get that. But at the same token, I still don't know what their identity is. Now, maybe that's just because I haven't watched a lot of NBA. I haven't watched a lot of Miami Heat games. But the games that I did see the Heat, they've been, they've been very, very 
coup. Like, it ain't just coup. And um, I, I, I just, I don't know, something about them, I'm just not sold on them, on their dra- on their stock. I'm not really, really, I don't know. I, I Would I be surprised if they beat the Celtics? No. Um, but I think that the Celtics can actually beat the Heat probably in seven games. I think that their big three is a little bit more athletic. They are able to give you 35 to 40 a night, especially with Jason Tatum. I think that Marcus Smart, being the defensive player of the year, is able to slow down Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to say put the clamps on Jimmy Butler, but kind of slow him down. Um, you got Jalen Brown, who can give you some buckets too. Now, how if Al Horford still has something left in the tank, you know, you got to deal with Al Horford. I know Robert Williams has been coming off the bench with the bad knee, but you still got him that can be still be a great rim protector and kind of, you know, touch up and, and help out with Bam Adebayo. So I think the Celtics got this in six games. It's just something about the heat that just, mm, it's just that thing that's missing that I can't put my finger on. And maybe I'm talking myself into circles because I did just say that being a whole bunch of dog junkyard dogs is, might be their identity. Maybe that's what it is, but... Tyler Hero hasn't really been balling. Um, he hasn't really been balling as much this last round. Duncan Robinson ain't getting no type of burn right now. So there's that. So I don't know if they're going to try to incorporate him in this next round. But we'll see. But it's the final four. Now, if you're telling me about the dubs and the Mavs, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I didn't see the Mavs really beating the Suns, especially in seven games. So I haven't really been... I didn't really pay attention as much to the Mavs as I should have because I just thought the Suns were going to do their thug thizzle and keep pushing. But uh, uh, I I think, on honesty, I was talking to somebody today. I said, man, had the Warriors been able to beat the Nuggets as well as the Grizzly in five games, I would have said the Warriors probably could sweep the Mavs. But the fact that they have been having so many issues with closeout games, and I get it, closeout games are extremely hard in any sport basketball baseball as well as hockey closing out the game it ain't easy but being the fact that this is a team where you have five players that have still been on that same championship run high that they can't close out the grizzle they can close out the nuggets especially the nuggets that was more disappointing than anything else the fact that they haven't been on the clouds out those two teams in five gives me a little bit of insecurities as far as what the warriors can do I got the Warriors in sixth, but this is this should be a game that they can win. They, this should be a series that they should be able to win in five. And the reason why is I feel like the Warriors, they're number two in defense. They should be able to just let Luka go sicko mode, and they should be able to clamp up uh, Reggie Bullock, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Kleba, and Spencer Dinwiddie. And I just know Spencer Dinwiddie, is a, he, he's a hooper. Like I, I like him a lot. He's a true hooper. But those guys don't match up to no... Draymond Green, no Klay Thompson, no Andrew Wiggins, no Jordan Poole, no Steph Curry, like that old, like them five ain't linking up with, with Luka. Now, Luka's going to go sicko mode, and the Warriors just have to be okay with that. It's the fact that Luka's going to do a whole lot of dribble, penetrating out to, to kick it out to the three-point shooters. You're going to have to be able to defend the three the, the kickout. If the Warriors can defend the kickout, I think they're, they'll be in good shape. Um, but at the end of the day, Stranger things have happened where the where the Dallas Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals right now. Like I said, I got the Warriors in six, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. But Warriors should be able to get this done in six. It really should be able to get it done in five, but they haven't been able to show me that they can close out games. So that's neither here or there. Now, I know I've been off the air for a little while, but this did happen late last week. Yo, Sixers, what are we talking about, y'all? Like, this Philadelphia 76ers, man, what are y'all doing? 
I mean, they got to be the most interesting teams that are being ran right now. Why the hell would you keep Glenn Doc Rivers as your coach? He failed last year. Um, I'm not gonna say he failed last year. Well, he kind of failed last year with Ben Simmons not being able to shoot the ball. I tell you, you know what I'm saying? I know that's really mainly on Ben Simmons, but this year, just being able to, I mean, I think that was in second round. So that's two second round exits in two years. I get it, Joel Embiid was beat up. Joel Embiid was beat up. Um, you had James Harden that came in and just, I'm gonna be honest, hell, we all had the same amount of points in the second half of that, uh, uh, game six that James Harden had zero. He had zero points, ladies and gentlemen. We all had the same amount of points, and all of us didn't play. And he sat there and got more money than all of us probably put together. Crazy, right? Um. So my thing is, why are the Sixers bringing back Glenn Rivers, who won? I've never been a fan of. I, I it, it ain't no secret. If you look on my all my all my social medias, this dude is probably the old, most overrated coach ever. Ever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, ever to play in the sport of basketball. Just, I don't know how many three, he's given up so many three, one, three, one deficits. He does this. Um, it seems that James Harden and Doc Rivers were not able to click. And now you're, you're in a, you're in a dilemma with James Harden. He, I'm pretty sure he has to know that ain't nobody about to give him 40 some million dollars outside of the Philadelphia 76ers. Like he's going to get his 47 million. Uh, he's going to opt in. And he's probably going to be like the, he, the the Philadelphia 76ers. They're in a conundrum. They're, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. They pretty much have to pay him. But now I'm looking at Joel Embiid. It's like, bruh, yo, champion, like you in your prime years of your career. And you got Glenn Rivers who can't coach worth a lick, who don't know how to make any type of in-game adjustments. You got uh, uh, James Harden who just, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, Let's keep it a buck. He's he's kind of on the tail end of his career. You got Tyrus Maxey, who's 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 a hooper, but he's on the he's a little on the lighter side. He's a little on the smaller side, so he's not going to be able to get his own buckets like he wants to. So you got to deal with that. So my thing is this: like, do you? Why would you keep Glenn Rivers? Like, you need a different voice. You you just need a different voice. And I didn't like the whole hire from the get go. He should have never been hired as a coach two years ago. I thought that was a I thought that was irresponsible on the 76ers part so if i'm joel Embiid, it's like bro do i really want to keep going through the same motions we don't know what we're going to get with james harden and now we're going to be locked in with him he's going to hold the, the team hostage you're not going to be able to bring in another max guy um if i were them i would try to possibly try to do a sign and trade maybe try to get a bradley beal here try to develop tyrus maxi into more of a true point guard and have bradley beal play off of him try to hit up Dame Lillard, but the fact that you got Glenn Rivers for another year with James Harden, like Joel Embiid is about to get sick and tired of being sick and tired because he can't be, I think he's going to be on some James Harden stuff where he's going to be like, I can't be the the second to, you know, he don't want to be the crazy, but he don't want to be not the craziest person in the room. And I think James Harden with his, with his antics and things like that, I'm pretty sure he trying to, be, he, I mean, if things don't go his way, he'll probably try to be on the move again. Um, but we'll see. But I'm just not feeling the way the Sixers are moving right now. That just didn't make any sense to me for them to try to go on a limb and say they want to keep Glenn Rivers. I did see that maybe that's a bargaining chip for them for if a team like the Lakers want to trade for Glenn Rivers. But at the end of the day, it's like, what the hell do the Lakers even have to give up? Like, they don't have a first-round draft pick until 2042. So, I mean, what you what you going to give to get Glenn Rivers? And I don't even think Glenn Rivers is a great fit for the Lakers. Like, that would be a bad move. That's a bad move. So, we'll see. 
but that, that just didn't make any sense to me. Um, the Sixers ought to be ashamed of themselves for that effort that they put out. Shout out to Joel Embiid for actually still trying to try, um, even with a broken face and a concussion, as well as torn ligaments in his thumb. And I'm pretty sure there's other nagging injuries that he has that he hasn't even really disclosed as well. So um, the Sixers, man, I've never seen a trade get pulled off where both teams are losers. I mean, you had uh, Ben Simmons who didn't play a lick for the for the Brooklyn Nets, and you had James Harden that just <laughs> ain't show up for the second half of a for of a critical elimination game that just didn't even try to make. He didn't even help. Um, so there's that. But I hope everybody been enjoying this show. Once again, we about to dip up out of here. You listen to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, aka Money Compton. Before I dip up out of here, you know we can't leave without doing the dummy of the day. I got two. I got two dummy of the days. One goes out. I was reading this article today, and I was like, what's this guy? Like, he needs to submit a, a, a drug test immediately. I saw that Dan Campbell, the head coach of the New York, the Detroit Lions, is complaining that his team doesn't have any primetime games. Really, Dan Campbell? You got to be kidding me. You complaining about your team, the Detroit Lions, not having any primetime games. Bruh, one, you all about to be on hard knocks. Why they chose y'all makes no sense to me. Like, who the hell wants to watch the Detroit Lions behind the scenes during NFL training camp? Nobody. Two, y'all went three, 13, three and 13 and tied one game. What team, what network in their right mind is going to want to pay top dollar to watch y'all play the Bears prime time? What are you doing, bro? Why don't you win some games? You may be able to get a flex game at the end of the season, but even then, I don't even see that happening because you got Jared Goff as a quarterback. So that ain't happening. Now, to the to the credit of what Dan Campbell has brought to the Lions, like them boys play hard. They play hard. But don't nobody want to see a team that plays hard and has got a three and thirteen rec three thirteen and one record. Like, come on, bruh. Even you know better than that. Like, I saw that article and I was like, he can't, he can't be serious, right? He can't be serious. Um so, I was, so, Dan Campbell, you get the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. My second one goes to, man, my guy, um, Pat Beverly. And I don't know if y'all have been watching ESPN or, yeah, basically ESPN. But Pat Beverly's been on a tour of all the ESPN shows. He was on Get Up This Morning. He was on First Take. I think he was even on, I think those were it. He might have been on, on Get Up. Uh, I might have said that he was on get up first take. He might've been on something else today, but, um, my man, bro, I, I hope you wifed up. Like, I hope you got a wife because you don't handle breakups really well. Uh, you out here just bashing Chris Paul. And some of it is true. Let's keep it a buck. Some of the stuff you were saying was true, but the way you sounded, you just sounded like a salty ex girlfriend. Like you was out here just throwing my man's name down in the mud. Like he was just bootsy. Pat Beverly, you out here, the same Pat Beverly was out here crying, crying during the Minnesota, um, I forgot who they played. No, I think it might have been Spurs. No, the Minnesota Clipper game. You were crying during the playing game because you had just beat the Clippers, dog. Come on, man. Take it easy, man. Like, if you want to go into TV, that's cool. I see that you're trying to venture it out and trying to make yourself more marketable and you try to step into a new little pasture. I'm not, I applaud that. Like, you know, we need more people that keep it a buck like you do. But the way you was coming off, you just sounded like a salty, jealous ex-girlfriend of someone else's success. My man, 
You done made an NBA defensive team a couple of times. Cool, bravo, you get a golf clap. But you trying to compare yourself to Chris Paul or Draymond Green and all this other stuff? Hey, man, take it easy, man. Take it easy. First of all, there's no crying in basketball. You out here crying. You had TNT out here trying to play one shining moment because they thought, you know, y'all made it seem like y'all just won the championship. Take it easy, man. So, uh, Pat Beverly, you definitely get the dummy of the day. You know, have a little bit more of you know be more professional if you want to say that chris paul paul was booty if he was lemon booty he was garbage he was garbage truck juice i'm all with it i i mean he he played like and he rightfully so but don't make it seem like my man is just garbage like he's just a 12th man type of player like you you, you look he kind of delusional at this point um so pat Beverly, you definitely get the sports business podcast dummy of the day again once again my name is eric compton you listen to the sports business podcast Yo, email me, let me know when you saw somebody dip up off in the middle, dip up off their job in the middle of their shift. And if not, go ahead and hit me up on the Twitterverse. Once again, you can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. Once again, you listen to the Sports Business Podcast. We're going to run it back next week. We are out of here. Good night.